Hello, and welcome to the No Wrong Notes podcast, a show hosted by me, Veronica Kokos, holistic voice teacher and singer just like you. Grab a cup of tea, relax, and sit back as we discuss all things singing technique, mindset tips, and more so you can show up as the most confident and creative singer you can be. Hey, y'all, and welcome to another episode of the No Wrong Notes podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be covering the words and terms that voice teachers use that make you say, what the heck does that mean? Things that you might hear on TikTok and Instagram like SOVT, vocal tract, what do these things actually mean? We're going to be breaking down the words and terms that these teachers use so that way you can maybe get a little bit more clarity when it comes to the voice and the things we talk about in singing. I wanted to create this episode because I actually had a student ask me this week, what does SOVT mean? We had discussed it in a previous lesson, but it's just a term that they're not quite as familiar with and they needed that refresh. And I thought it might be helpful to break down some of the terms and phrases that you often hear teachers use. So today we're gonna be covering five terms and phrases that you often hear from voice teachers. Diving right into the first one, S-O-V-T, what does it stand for? It stands for semi-occluded vocal tract. And we use this term to describe exercises that increase back pressure above the vocal folds so that the vocal folds can vibrate effectively and produce a clear tone. These can be straw exercises, lip trills, open mouth humming, like if I make this sound, where I'm kind of humming on this open mouth NG, the blowfish exercise, and more. There just needs to be one end of the vocal tract, in this case, the lips, that is partially closed. This is why we use the term semi-occluded. Now, all of that is great, but you're still probably like, what does that mean though? I know that all of the words that I just threw at you probably sounded like a lot of word salad, a lot of voice teacher talk. What these kinds of exercises do, what SOVTs do, is that they help you produce a clear tone, as simple as that. So if you take away nothing else from everything that I just told you about SOVTs, just know that they help you produce a clear tone in a really sustainable, gentle way. They are great to use at the start of your warm-up and are also great to use if your voice is feeling tired or you're recovering from illness, since they are so gentle on the vocal folds. However, I will emphasize that SOVTs should not be used in place of proper vocalizing. I often see singers online using singing straws for every single vocal issue, especially issues with breathiness in the tone, when issues like breathiness in the tone can be corrected with other exercises involving onsets, which brings me to my second term, which is onsets. What is an onset? So onsets are literally when our vocal folds come together to start vibrating and creating sound. Now the three onsets that I use in my teaching are a breathy onset, a glottal onset, and a balanced onset. Now a breathy onset, what that means is that we're getting a lot of airflow, but not a lot of vocal fold closure. So if you make the sound, like a sigh, that is what we call a breathy onset. 
Whereas a glottal onset, if I say the word uh-oh, what is happening there is I'm getting a lot of vocal fold closure, but not a lot of airflow. That's an example of a glottal. And when I'm teaching, I like to have students kind of work towards a balanced onset when they're singing on just pure vowels. So if I'm singing on e, if we're doing those kinds of exercises, those kinds of exercises work on finding that balanced onset where we're getting a good amount of vocal fold closure and airflow. Now, using onsets for singing on vowels, like, for example, singing on sustained notes, like singing one note at a time if I'm going e, 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 and just singing on one note, e, e, e. Using those kinds of exercises, slides and scales, working with your onsets, just singing on pure vowels, can be immensely helpful for singing with a clear tone from bottom to top. Moving on to our next term, mixing. What is mixing exactly? Honestly, I feel like mixing is probably one of the most used terms online in the voice teacher kind of world. Um, like, I feel like if you were to look up voice teacher hashtags on TikTok and Instagram, you'd probably see a ton of videos talking about this term. So what is it? Mixing combines the flexibility and stretch of vocal folds used in head voice with some of the thickness of the vocal folds used in chest voice. In simple terms, we're combining all the flexibility of your head voice with the speech-like quality of your chest voice to find a sound that you can use for things like belting. And since we need a bit of the best of both worlds here, a key part of developing your mix is through strengthening your chest and head register. So how do you do that exactly? Singing sustained pitches, slides, scales, and arpeggios that work both ends of your range. In lessons with my students, we do this work in every single lesson. We're warming up the higher end and the lower end, meeting in the middle to work on strengthening notes in their break, building that mix. I also have a warm-up library of pre-recorded warm-ups that all of my students have access to along with singers that are enrolled in the Curious Singer membership. Uh, warm-ups that are targeted for developing the mix and also developing head and chest voice. If you want to learn more about that membership, check the episode description. Now I could talk all day long about mixing, but we're going to move on to the fourth term, passaggio, or your vocal break. What does this word mean exactly? Passaggio is the fancy term for your vocal break, aka the sometimes sticky part of your voice where you transition from chest to head register or falsetto and vice versa, moving from your head voice down to your chest voice. This part of the voice, your break, can be complicated for beginner singers and I've observed a lot of frustration in beginners trying to sing through it. A lot of times when I'm working with beginners, whether they are adults or they are, you know, teenagers, is that they often want to bring too much chest resonance and too much chest voice through the passaggio. So what's happening is that when they're often singing these notes through, that go through the middle of their voice, like e, what tends to happen is they try to bring too much chestiness up here. E, and things get very pressed and squeezy and not very comfortable. And so when that happens, we work on kind of lightening up 
through the middle, kind of taking out some of that chest effort, that chest voice feeling, and reducing pressure, reducing the amount of effort they are using, and tapping into some of the lightness and flexibility that head voice can give. Now, another issue that I see with students when they're working on singing through their break is that they give up too soon. On average, it takes six to eight weeks to solidify a new skill, y'all. You are teaching the muscles within your larynx the appropriate way to move through your passaggio. And similarly to lifting weights or building muscle when working out, it's going to be tough at first. And similar to, similarly to the work needed to mix, having a good understanding of head and chest register is helpful for learning to sing through your passaggio, your vocal break. Personally, when I'm working with students, we work with onsets, vocal tract shaping, and altering air pressure when learning to sing through their vocal break. And speaking of the vocal tract, our fifth term is the vocal tract, which just means the space that exists from your vocal folds to your lips. So it's just a fancy term for this. You can think of kind of a tube shape going from your lips all the way to your vocal folds here in your larynx. Space inside the throat and mouth is another way to think about this. Now, the reason why the vocal tract is important is because we can adjust things within the vocal tract, like the tongue or the soft palate or the lips, to create different sounds. It's the difference between me making this sound, you, 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 and this sound, you, 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 you. I'm technically singing the same vowel sound, but one sound is going to be more appropriate for classical singing and the other is going to be more effective in non-classical styles. All I'm doing is changing elements in the vocal tract, in this case, my tongue and my soft palate. All right, guys, I blitzed through those five terms pretty quickly. So if you have any questions on anything I covered in this episode today, you can always message me on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. But that is it for the phrases and terms for this episode. I'd love to maybe do a future episode like this one. So if there are other words or terms that you've heard voice teachers use that kind of make you scratch your head and say, what does that mean? You can certainly message those to me on Instagram. And if you want to see some actual vocal tips that you can use, check out my Instagram and TikTok. Uh, on those platforms, I'm always sharing vocal tips, things that you can actually do, exercises you can use. So again, if you like this episode and maybe there's a word or a term that you would like to hear more about, message me on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. And my Instagram handle is in the show description. So if you're looking for me, if you're looking for my handle, it is right there. All right. If you enjoyed this podcast, if you enjoyed this episode, leave a five-star rating and review. That is greatly appreciated. And in the meantime, happy singing, y'all.